Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, and I have two guests today, Jane Stesek, SVP of Marketing at Mighty Networks, and James Mulvey, Director of Mighty Pro Marketing. Jane, James, great to have you both on the show. Happy to be here. Yeah, nice to be here. Great to have you both. So Engage Your Tribe is brought to you by Tribal Knowledge Podcasting. We are a full-service B2B podcasting agency. We help brands use podcasting as a fun and efficient way to have authentic, non-salesy type conversations with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. You can learn more at tribknowledge.com. All right. Now, we'd like to learn a little bit about your guys' background and about Mighty Network. So, Jane, let's start with you. Tell us about your background in marketing. And we'll just start right there. Yeah, I actually went to grad school to be a librarian. So I had an interesting mm. path to marketing, but I ended up at an advertising agency called Arnold Worldwide in their strategy group. And we were, I'm dating myself, we were pitching content marketing as this new, mm. amazing thing. And right. I had been a, a blogger since I was a teenager. So I was like, wow, you can get paid to do this. This is fascinating. And ended up... <laughs> transitioning to be an in-house content marketer at Twitter, working with their small and medium business group and fell in love with this audience of entrepreneurs. Every business starts as a small business and it's just so exciting to see that passion become profit. And from there, went on to various startups of various sizes and landed at Mighty and was just struck by the mission and the empowerment that Mighty Networks gives to these creators and, and new entrepreneurs and establish brands, as James will talk about. So our role at Mighty is we make extraordinary software for creators, brands, and communities to build their empires. And that is from communities to courses to paid memberships. It's really everything you would need to start and scale into multi-million dollar businesses, which is great. Okay. Very, very cool. By the way, Jane, what were you blogging about as a teenager? I no surprise, going to library school, I'm a voracious reader. And so I was mm -hmm. a book blogger for many, many years mm. and got a pretty demanding day job now and a toddler. So haven't been blogging for a little <laughs> bit, but it, yeah. it's still a passion of mine. Very good. Very good. Okay. And James, let's hear about your background. Yeah. Well, Jane was studying to be library and I was the one checking out the books in grad school for literary theory, huh. ah, looking, looking okay. through the manuscripts, but I exited that and got a job. Landscaping actually was my first job out of grad school because I had no other option and listened to a ton of podcasts to build up my marketing knowledge and then managed to land some internships at ad agency. I worked at a kind of software agency after that, like software as a service, which led me to Hootsuite for seven years and then to here to, to Mighty Networks to run Mighty Pro Marketing. Okay. Very mm -hmm. good. And what is, what is Mighty Pro Marketing? Yeah. So if Mighty Networks is sort of our, our self-serve option for, for anyone to, to buy a plan and to, to build a community, Mighty Pro serves a little bit more of the advanced community builders. So typically they already have a business model. They might be a YouTube te teacher like Yoga with Adrian, who has like millions of YouTube followers and has a lot of traction, or it might be an organization like TED or Fortune that is trying to do something specific with a, a particular part of their membership. So typically they have like a pretty set idea of what they're doing. They have a pretty demanding set of like brand requirements and aesthetics and what they're trying to create for the audience. So 
Muddy Pro just serves that, particularly with branded apps that they get. So they get their own mm -hmm. branded apps and they can have a little bit more of a relationship directly with, with those fans and, and, and those people. So they can, you know, download it directly and they get their own app store listings and so on. So just a little bit more advanced, mm -hmm. maybe in the <clears throat> path and having more requirements. And that's what brings them to Mighty Pro. Okay, very cool. By the way, I also spent some time in graduate school. Oh, nice. In fact, I got a PhD in English literature. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, as a matter of fact. We need to yeah. start some sort of literary community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know a platform right. we can use. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. I like to say I escaped from from that world <laughs> into into a, a better and brighter world, actually. Yeah. Uh, but but still still love reading, still love books. So yeah, let's let's do it. Let's start a book club. Awesome. So now you guys are offering a new idea into the marketplace. And of course, that means that you need to educate your audience, not only on the value of your offering, but just on the fact that such a thing exists at all, which can be kind of a heavy lift. Mm. So what's been your strategy for doing that? And James, let's start with you. Okay, sure. I think like we're, we're still a growing company, so we don't have unlimited resources. So we, we need to be careful in what we do there. We can't just run everything and educate everyone at once. So the kind of the model that we look at is kind of catching demand and creating demand and trying to devote our activities to those two things. And particularly on the catching side, I was really, really sort of influenced by Google's research on the messy middle which is a, a great piece of research, if you haven't read it, that just kind of crystallizes all, all the things you probably know from experience. But what that research kind of finds is like this messy middle of purchase decisions where you're presented with so many different options and you're kind of moving in these two types of behaviors, which is exploration, which is like a, an expansive activity where you're just trying to get the lay of the land. And then there's evaluation, which is a reductive sort of narrowing down to three or four things. So one of the key strategies for us is to try to help people make it through that messy middle and, and target a lot of existing demand and, you know, build up our reviews on, on G2 and so on and provide content that is aligned to the buying triggers. But one of the things that I think has made the most difference that was built before I got to Mighty Networks is just the customer centricity of having your own community because you can then mm -hmm. actually naturally learn about customers. So we have multiple communities, but the one for our business plan is Mighty Mighty Community, which is a large community of community managers. And then the one that I draw the most from is our Mighty Pro host. So all of our customers, we do sessions every week. You know, we meet the same people. I can get a sense of who these customers are. They talk about all our challenges every week. So in terms of like understanding what those buying triggers are and trying to understand how they arrived at our door and what they're trying to solve is like, very natural with your yeah. own community. So I think like that's like a really incredible resource and you don't have to like then go try to schedule talks with customers. You're like every Tuesday, you get to go on a Zoom call with 30, 40 of your, your best customers who are asking questions and trying to solve things. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jane, do you have anything to add? Yeah. It's, it's like the, what was it? The <clears throat> men's hair club. Like not only do we have <laughs> Mighty Pro, but we use the product ourselves. Um, <laughs> right. Right. The only mm -hmm. only thing I'd add is I think we are building something new, but there are still alternatives. So positioning mm -hmm. ourselves against those alternatives and James has been really mm -hmm. successful in thinking about people who are, you know, these, these larger brands, they do have resources. So they may have gone down the road or considered, do we build our own app? Do we do custom development? And 
that's a really powerful alternative to position ourselves against because it's much more expensive. It's much more time consuming and you have to maintain and update it. And so finding that space of we're an alternative that hasn't existed before has been really powerful in terms of capturing that market. Yeah. Yeah, That that kind of reminds me of, we had a, we were, we were speaking with someone from Shopify who kind of had the similar problem of like, you know, you have everyone who wants to start a business versus the ones who they described as more business like ready and mm-hmm. where they're, and you'll, if you go to the Shopify site, you'll see that they're asking, you know, have, are you migrating from a different platform? Have you used this? Have you used that? And so I think like that's a powerful way of zeroing in on these people who maybe are a little bit more ahead in their journey and, and focusing your resources on that. So that's certainly been useful. Like if they run a Facebook group, that's a great signal because mm-hmm. they're, yeah. they, 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 they've already doing it and they have something to build upon. Yeah. It, it makes sense. Now you guys also have a well-developed content strategy. And in particular, one thing that caught my eye, you've written and published a, a piece called the new creator manifesto. Yes. So Jane, what is this? And why did you create it? What role does it play in your marketing strategy? Yeah, great question. So the New Creator Manifesto was the largest ever public study done of creators. So right there, that's a hook for getting people to check it out, right? It is the largest mm-hmm. study. So we we worked with a fantastic research firm called Nonfiction and an amazing writer and thought leader who's really focused on the future of community, a woman named Zoe Skamen, who, if you are interested in community, that's a must follow on Twitter right there. And we we told them, look, we want to do the largest study and we want to learn from this, right? Like we had theories about what we would learn, but for us, first and foremost, the New Creator Manifesto was an exercise in what can we learn, right? We're doing research to learn something, mm-hmm. not just for marketing. And we we commissioned it and then we backed out, right? We wanted this to be unbiased and neutral. And what we found really informed the marketing strategy. The research uncovered that creators are being sold on this world of social media and grow your audience, right? Even on TikTok, it's like you can go from zero to a million seemingly overnight, but you don't own your community. You're trying to appeal to this broad audience, right? Like what's the dance I'm going to learn next <laughs> next week to keep me relevant? Mm-hmm. And you really don't have any recourse if the algorithm changes or you yeah. get sick and you're not going to post content that week, right? We've even seen this with newsletter writers. Substack is an amazing tool if you want to write a newsletter and monetize it. It is designed to let you do that one thing. But even if you're successful, you know, you you now have to produce an outstanding newsletter every week. And it's just not the right fit for everybody who is drawn to this world. When you think about, this is research from, I think from, also maybe from Google, but of, you know, 17% of kids want to be a YouTube creator when they grow up or something (laughs) like that. And some of them, Mm -hmm. it's great. It's a perfect path for them. But for others who are more focused on bringing people together and creating a sustainable business, what the study really found is that community is at the forefront of these different models that creators are exploring. And so obviously as a community platform, we were both thrilled by that, that people are discovering that community is a different way to forge these connections and build a sustainable business as a creator. But there was a pretty clear gap between 
how many creators wanted to do that and how many were already doing that. So the power of the research was really just starting a conversation about what the options are for mm. creators and where do we go from here. And it got a lot of attention. It got over 4 million Twitter impressions, which was great. Mm. And for, for Mighty, it wasn't about like, and here's Mighty Networks, right? It was about, yeah. there's an alternative to the status quo and we should all be talking about it because this is unsustainable. And even on the uh, the Mighty Pro side, it started conversations that were really valuable to us around what is the power of community, who should be thinking about community, and it it, it helped create space for us then to market into as a brand. So I, I see more research in our future because everyone's mm -hmm. hungry for the data, and there are so many different angles to approach this space with with that everyone has a lot of questions. It's new. Yeah. We don't know anything and we're, we're, well, we know a few things. We don't know everything <laughs> and we're learning as we go too. It sounds pretty amazing. I mean, to, to me, that's like really kind of proof that investing in research, original research is one of the best things you can do. If, you know, if you can manage it, if you can do it, it just gives you so much to say that's original and new, which is the best kind of content. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, and for us, it was really you know, not just broadcasting as as Mighty or even with our partners, Nonfiction and Zoe, hey, we did this research that got us, you know, a fair amount of attention, but it was having other people talk about it because it was interesting. I mean, right. you know, people were amazing people were finding it. The number of blue check marks on our, our Twitter feed was pretty outstanding with people just discovering this research yeah. and we're not paying them to talk about it. They're just like, holy moly, this is an amazing stat. What, what does this mean to you? And asking their followers. So it really grew organically because the findings were so, so interesting and different from the typical creator economy market maps that you see out there. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, 99% of the stuff that I, that I come upon, you know, just personally, like on LinkedIn or wherever is not necessarily bad, but it's certainly not original, mm -hmm. you know, it's stuff I've seen it before, or I've seen some variation of it. You know, it's pretty rare to come across content that's like, whoa, this is a new thing, yeah. you know, this is based on original research that's, you know, and every, every point here is backed by actual data. It's just kind of rare, not easy to do, you know, it's not cheap or free. I, I imagine it takes time and effort, but it sounds like it's well worth it in the long run. Yeah, I would agree. And I think, you know, the key thing with research is what are the questions you want to answer? That's where we started yeah. from. What do we want to know? And what do we want to validate? And that really led us to something that I think was really interesting. And I hope everyone goes goes and checks it out, newcreatormanifesto.com. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. James, anything to add there? Yeah, I think like to your point, a tip I got from an analyst at a eMarketer one time was just like, good research answers the question that no one else is asking. Because mm -hmm. a lot of like content marketing research I find is like, you already know the answer, but you do the research anyways to validate your product. You know, it's like, yeah, do CMOs value content marketing? And it's like right before you do it, it's like, yes, you know the answer. So <laughs> right. it's, it's hard to avoid those temptations because you are creating research with what you hope is commercial benefits to your right. company. But if you can, and I think with that, with that study, it did it like if you can just open up and, and just ask those questions that you maybe are not sure if are true that always produces something interesting versus validation, which is more like mm -hmm. market research, mm -hmm. but not, not conflating those two is always important. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Good point. So, okay, a couple quick questions here at the at the end as we wrap up. So, first, what are you guys focusing on? Uh, what what's been your main focus so far in Q1? And Jane, we'll throw this one to you. Yeah, great question. So, we're really focused on building brand awareness across Mighty Networks and Mighty Pro. We found that a rising tide lifts all boats. So what's good for Mighty Networks is also good for Mighty Pro, which is great. And really learning how we can help creators engage with those new community trends like shared upside, which is a big thing in, in Web3. People are talking about DAOs. And you know, there's a ton of terminology around that that can be really confusing for people who aren't immersed in this internet rabbit hole. But what we see is just new ways of, of building community, right? Tale as old as time just talked about in a different way. So we want to not only engage and influence those discussions to the extent where we have credibility, but also help the thousands of people who are building mighty networks follow along and be a part of these trends as well. So we're talking about how we do that both with our product, but also our thought leadership, our, our courses around how to build community. You know, we, we, we have our own curriculum around how to build community called Community Design Accelerator. So how do we evolve that in this new world? Lots of exciting things there. Okay, exciting indeed. James, I'll throw this one to you. What are the top three KPIs that your guys' boss is mainly looking at? Ooh, I'm James's uh, boss, so I'm, I'm yeah. listening in here. Oh, okay, <laughs> right, okay, well. The, let, let's the hear quiz. it, James. <laughs> yes. I'll go for ARR and ARR and ARR. You nailed it. <laughs> Annual recurring revenue. Growing, you know, the, the subscription customer base. But I'll let Jane chime in if I got that wrong. No, I mean, you know, we're, we're a startup. We're looking at revenue. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's what matters ultimately. Uh, I sure. think, and then you know, as secondary metrics that contribute to that. I think James and I are tracking slightly different things. I'm really looking mm-hmm. at, at brand awareness. So I'm looking at social share of voice. Are we in the right conversations? Are people talking about us versus us just broadcasting ourselves? Yeah. Website visits. And then for our, our self-service product, it's all about free trial and conversion. You know, anyone can start mm-hmm. a mighty network, which is awesome. And then the business plan, which enables you to run courses and community in one place, really unique, really great product market fit. How many people convert to that plan? And then for, for James, I think he, he dreams about qualified leads every night. Yes. Mm-hmm. I actually dream about qualified opportunities, okay. but qualified leads are my <laughs> My entry point into that. On our side, we have a pretty simple measurement of just qualified leads going up and then hoping that the qualified opportunities goes up in tandem. Otherwise, you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. So just number of new, net new qualified opportunities. But like Jane said, you know, the brand stuff really matters. And that Google research that I referenced earlier, like that was one of the key findings was that early exposure to the brand propels you through that messy middle. And as people sort of like, like think of buying a camera, it's like you've heard of Canon, you've heard of Nikon or whatever, and you might explore these other options as you go through, but you're more likely to choose the ones that have had the stronger brand at the beginning, even though you might take down different paths. Like maybe I yeah. will buy this newer camera that people are talking about. Mm-hmm. So like getting that early awareness is, is certainly critical and and definitely sort of you do see the limits of just straight up performance marketing when you're just trying mm-hmm. to convert, convert, convert versus not having that brand foundation. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, question for both of you guys, what do you hope to accomplish this year? Yeah, 
so much, but <laughs> if I had to, to distill it is we want to make Mighty Networks the obvious choice for any creator brand or organization that's looking to build and leverage community as their superpower. And there are mm -hmm. a lot of people out there who fit that description. So as James said, making Mighty top of mind is really critical. Excellent, James. Yeah, I think same thing, like Mighty Pro being a, a, almost a status symbol, like mm -hmm. it's like, you know, perceived as that advanced option, sort of like how Shopify Plus has that, that mystique around it, feels very premium. And that's the, that's the, the goal and, and getting a lot of those high profile, successful course creators and successful creators really seeing the benefit and seeing how, how amazing it is just to wake up and roll out your, your branded apps and have all these like tools to grow your, your membership subscriptions. Yeah. Excellent. Very cool. Well, so much more we could talk about, of course, but I want to let you guys go. So thank you so much. Thank you both. It's always fun to have more than just one guest. Mm -hmm. We really get a good, good flow going. So thank you both for your time and for a really great conversation. Yeah. yeah thank you. Fun. Thanks, Jeremy. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.